Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. Because of nothing. You hear me? They breathe just like we do. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that team, that's two. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money, Sports. I am the host, you are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. Cleaning up a couple of grammar texts. I thought it was E, I before E except after C. I think that's a rule too, but separate from what we were discussing. Uh, this texter, can you imagine all the dogs with the runs if they ate dogs at Bark in the Park? I would prefer not to imagine that. Again, like Hyatt, I'm off the Bark in the Park bandwagon. I like dogs. I like my dogs. I don't really like your dog. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it in public, for sure. Sorry. I know people hate uh, bristle at that. You don't like dogs? I don't like your dog. I don't need to be out in public with your dog either. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. If you like Bark in the Park, tell me why. 806-855-3712. This texture, Rob, you beautiful son of a gun. How are you? I don't write these texts. I just read them. I'm assuming you said you're doing fine, so that's good to hear. Well, I am. The question in the text, why is Jonah Heim the goat? Your bud, Grande Pollo. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since uh, Texas and the Texas Rangers had production. Like legitimate, consistent production from the catcher unit. And uh, Jonah Heim is developing really nicely into an offensive presence. He had the walk-off home run last night against the Royals. I hated that you were in a position to need the walk-off. DeGrom left you with a lead. I I wish the bullpen could have closed that game out, but they didn't. You tied. You went to extras. They scored. You tied it, and then you hit the home run. Josh Young's walk was pivotal. Adolis Garcia's single beforehand knocked in Simeon. That was pivotal. Adolis Garcia is so clutch. I 100% expected Adolis Garcia to hit the home run. 
El Bombi. He's been so good in those moments. Then you have Josh Young just working an incredible at bat, which really allows Jonah Heim to mentally prepare for what he's about to do. He walks up, cranks it to right field. Big, big fan. I'm on the bandwagon of Jonah Heim. He'll try to close out the Royals tonight with a sweep. Nathan Eovaldi on the mound, Brad Keller for the Royals. The Royals 3 and 9, the Rangers 7 and 4 now. Uh, and not only has Jonah Heim been good, uh, Mitch Garver has also been good. Uh, Heim with 29 at bats, Mitch Garver with 19. They've split the games about evenly. Heim batting 276. Garver hitting 263. Garver also with a 364 on base percentage, 579 slugging. He's got two home runs. They're both sitting pretty well in the war early season. Josh Young hitting 263. He struck out nine times. You got to get that in order. He does have four walks. He's not leading the team in strikeouts. Corey Seager has nine walks, seven strikeouts. He's batting 359. Marcus Simeon struggling a little bit so far. Nathan Lowe. Again, early in the season, these guys can turn it around pretty quickly. Of an on base percentage of 240 is not going to cut it from your leadoff guy. And I don't know who you put there instead. Uh, You also have Robbie Grossman, who came in as the bat in the offseason. He's also been struggling. I wonder if you see more at-bats for Ezekiel Duran in the outfield. Josh Smith in the outfield, though he's not had a hot bat either. Uh, But as long as you're winning, I mean, you're looking good. And uh, as we laid out yesterday, the schedule lines up for you to be decent through through April. Uh, You have a series with the Astros. Coming up, and that'll tell you more closely where you are, who you are. Uh, but right now, the Texas Rangers, good. And a lot of it, I think, is sustainable. In my opinion, my humble opinion. Pitching-wise as well, Jacob deGrom has 27 strikeouts, two walks. John Gray's pitched the second-most innings in two starts with 12. That is solid. If he can go six innings a game. I kind of wondered how Bochy would handle, after being in the National League so long, the American League game. I think you're going to have an active bullpen. I don't think you're going to extend starters. Even with the DH, it seems like he's going to have a quick hook. 
which I don't mind early in the year. I really don't. You go back to like the Nolan Ryan era, and you're letting guys pitch 100, 110, the same pitching coaches back. So I kind of wondered what the what the uh, mo would be for this staff. But all of your starters are averaging, you know, around six strikeouts a game. Heaney has 12 in two starts, nine straight in his last one. DeGrom has 27 in 16 innings. It's pretty good. Two quality starts. The bullpen I'm a little bit hit or miss on. Dane Dunning has been spectacular out of the pen. Brock Burke has been decent. Taylor Hearn has struggled. Cole Reagans has been really good out of the pen. Jose LeClerc has... has Look, Jose LeClerc has been fine. Uh, just not exactly what we wanted him to be or has had him as. Ian Kennedy has only pitched two and a third. So you kind of start trying to flesh out that bullpen a lot. Uh, you have some young arms out there. But this rotation, I think, has the potential to be really good. I hope. Back to the text line. If the pups are in a separate, isolated area of the stadium, have one access point and no point mixes with other fans, you tell me how it inconveniences you and why I can't enjoy a baseball game and get credit with the wife for taking her out. That's fine. I'm not saying you can't like it. I just asked, why do you like it? Uh, If you like it because the wife likes it, that's fine. That's a reason a good reason for you. I don't think it's a good reason for me. It's also not like, I'm not inconvenienced by it. I would just never take my dog to bark at the park. And if it's a midweek here in Lubbock, there's no one access point. There's no isolated area. But if it's a midweek here, I, I'll probably just skip that game and be fine which is also no issue. I'm not saying you can't like it. I just say I don't like it. Hyatt's probably a little more strong on it. The Texas Rangers tonight uh, would be a really good early season sweep of the Royals. The Royals just aren't very good. And the Astros lost last night to the Pirates. But as many games as you can win at home, the better. I mean, that's pretty obvious. And as fast as you can get to 10 wins just to kind of cross that threshold, the better. Now, seasons are long. Seasons are streaky. Baseball has been weird already. Kind of pitchers figuring out the pitch clock, hitters figuring out the pitch clock, 
you've had a couple of guys get tossed because of the pitch clock. You've had some issues. The ghost runner last night in extras was kind of stupid. Uh, you walked a guy on purpose and then ended up giving up the run anyways. Last night trying to force a double play. Always dangerous. Now you won, so it didn't matter. And I kind of like the the immediate walk. But I'd rather pitch around the guy and see if you can get the out rather than just giving him the base for free. Houston currently in the bottom of the six in their game. Winning 2-0 in Pittsburgh. They'll travel back to Texas for that series against the Rangers there in Houston this weekend. Off day tomorrow before that series starts on Friday. Also underway currently the White Sox and the Twins. No score, bottom four. Uh, The Guardians lead the Yankees, bottom four, 3-0. The Mets and the Padres tied 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the fourth. And the Cubs and the Mariners have just had first pitch there in Chicago. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back, talk a little Texas Tech baseball and the wacky lineup when we return. It's the Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Russia Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Texas Tech football updating the media yesterday after practice. Joey McGuire and Zarnell Fitch talked with the media. McGuire did mention that Rashad Williams starting corner facing a sports hernia issue. Uh, Better to face that now in the spring than get to the fall and deal with it. Uh, that's something that some guys play through for a while, don't play through, um, get it fixed. It's kind of one of those weird injuries that affects a lot of guys differently, uh, but much better to deal with that now if you have to deal with it rather than dealing with it later. Now, I think Texas Tech... The recruiting dividends are showing up in practice. A couple of things that Joey McGuire talked about, uh, particularly the the three young DBs. Uh, he said he called them the triplets. Uh, they're all here uh, as high school seniors, basically. Uh, Sanford, Jordan, and Ch- uh, Lewis, Chapman Lewis. Jordan Sanford, BJ Jordan, Chapman Lewis. Uh, he named all three of those guys as guys who have made you better in practice. 
He also mentioned he didn't know if they were going to be ready to play, you know, highly competitive football on the field as freshmen next year. Uh, but Joseph Adetere, true freshman last year, got on the field because of uh, a his ability, uh, but b depth issues. He had to play. Uh, so I wonder if, you know, depending on how everything goes, you might see some of those guys play early and often here at Texas Tech, uh, especially in that defensive secondary, or you might see a bunch of young linebackers this year just because of how you're paced and who left and how you were set up at linebacker you know, in Matt Wells' final season with all the super seniors and everything else. But that's a really young position group. You, you have a lot of age in the defensive backfield, but all of the depth, I think, is fairly young. And you might see some guys, redshirt freshmen or freshmen, playing a lot of snaps, and that's that back end this year. And you might even see these true freshmen. I think that'll be really good for Texas Tech. Uh, maybe not really good for them this year, but really good for them next year and the year after. Uh, and you just kind of have to take those lumps as you get them because you're trying to build depth. And you're trying to do it in a completely different way than what Matt Wells was doing it. Matt Wells is supplementing with transfers. You're trying to build from the bottom up now, which I think is the correct way. It's just, again, going to take a year or two to really get that young depth at a high quality. Uh, and I think these two last two recruiting classes have gone a long way to do that. It could be recruiting class three, four, Five, though, where you really see the difference. He also mentioned young guys or newcomers like Steve Linton from Syracuse, Miles Cole, who was here last year, but has played really well in the scrimmages, and then Cam Valdez. Uh, He mentioned him by name. I'll be really interested in the running back splits against Wyoming and Oregon and then those early season Big 12 games where you're really trying to figure out, you know, Taj Brooks, are you going to have a hammer and lightning type deal? Are you going to have pre-prescribed drives for guys? Are you going to run the ball a lot with Tyler Shuck like you did at the end of last year? How's that going to look? I would prefer if you didn't, not because I don't think Tyler Shuck's good at it. I think he is. Uh, I just would prefer to run the ball with the running backs. That's just my ideal. Uh, But if you can have, you know, five, six carries, prescribed carries for Shuck, a couple of scrambles, and then 25 carries for Valdez and Brooks and Donald and the guys out of the backfield, I think you're going to be really good at running the ball, and I think the offensive line is much more adept this year with Cole Spencer and Rusty Stats and uh, Wilburn across the middle, and then whoever ends up playing tackle, I think it's probably going to be Monroe Mills at left this year. And then Caleb Rogers at right tackle, maybe more of a natural fit there. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. I do like that they are flipping and working and trying to find the best unit. Uh, And it might be that Ty Buchanan or 
somebody else steps up at one of those positions. Jacoby uh, Jackson played a lot last year. He could play guard. Uh, Dennis Wilburn started all 13 games at center. He'll probably play guard, but he might be a backup. Who knows? We'll see who takes control here through the rest of spring and throughout the next fall camp. Texas Tech baseball played last night, won a game against Stanford. Uh, Moved up six spots in the RPI. They're still down 12 over the last week after that loss to North Dakota State and the loss yesterday to Stanford. But back on track uh, to be in the postseason and make a strong run. We've talked about hosting on and off in the last couple of weeks. It's still doable. Um, It's not going to be doable as a top eight national seed. It's not going to be doable as a top 16 RPI team. That doesn't necessarily mean it's not doable as a unit. Now, it starts this weekend. I'm not saying you have to sweep Oklahoma, but you have to sweep somebody, and it might as well be Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a team that has been either pretty good or pretty bad. Uh, They've not had a great weekend uh, but they showed up well against TCU in Norman, 1-2. They swept Houston in Houston, which Houston is Houston. But uh, in Manhattan, they got swept at home against Stanford. They went 2-2 two and two in a four-game set. In Waco, they lost a series but won a game. I don't believe they've been swept at home this season. Try to oh man, this computer makes radio really, really good. Let's scroll for 16 seconds. We're gonna try to catch up here. Oh, we've skipped the scroll now. This is really, really good. Love the technology here at uh, this technology company. All right, they're eleven and seven at home, five and seven on the road. Home is the the game we're focusing on. You'll be in Norman. 65 RPI. Their non-conference RPI is 40. They've played a pretty good schedule at 34 strength of schedule. Uh, the non-conference has been 21. They're 3-2 and two against top 25 RPI teams. They are 4-6 and six against 51 and 100 teams. And then they are 1-2 and two against plus 201 teams. So they've lost against every level. They've won against every level. This is a team that absolutely can punch up if you allow them to, uh, but they are eminently beatable. Uh, But let's talk about that Texas Tech lineup. We'll do it when we come back. Uh, Some shifting, some turning, some changing in every lineup since this weekend. You've had a new lineup nearly every day. We'll talk about it. It's the Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports.
Welcome back. It's Rob Bro Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money, Sports. The text line is open, 806-855-3712. Before we get back to the Texas Tech baseball lineup and the issues, or at least, I wouldn't really call them issues, tinkering that uh, Tim Tadlock's been doing. I do want to mention that uh, Texas Tech football has gotten another commit for the 2024 class, this time an edge outside linebacker DN type uh, 6'4", 220 as a junior in high school. Uh, Chetto Feely from You know what? Sash? I don't know that I've ever said that sitting. I've seen it before. I don't know that I've said it out loud. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Sash High School? I know it's not Sashay, uh, but uh, the critics are raving about this commitment from Texas Tech. Joey McGuire, James Blanchard, obviously looking for measurables. That's kind of their go-to when they're talking about a prospect. I'm assuming this guy is a freak athlete. That's generally what they're going after. 6'4", 220 as a junior in high school uh, with great upside. Uh, Nick Harris from Rivals says, Love this addition to the Red Raider pass rushing efforts. Ophelia is athletic, long, physical, and crafty as an edge guy with potential to still rise this offseason. Still rising is also exactly what Texas Tech generally goes after. If you see a guy get offered by Texas Tech or commit to Texas Tech and he doesn't have any other offers, everyone else is just late to the party, generally. Dave Campbells lists the new edge bender, Ophelia, as a hot 100 prospect. In Texas, one of the top 100 prospects in the state of Texas. Uh, Current offers from Cal, North Texas, SMU, Tulane, and Vanderbilt. But again, I'm telling you, if you see Texas Tech offer and you look at their offer list and it's like, oh, what? Uh, Just wait. After he commits, just wait to see who else offers him. Uh, It's going to be some big names that you're going to have to keep off of this guy. Uh, The head coach of Sash High School, Red Barons, great name, uh, says he's a speed guy. He can really run. He can really get around the corner, bend the edge, and cause some havoc on the quarterbacks. Another quote there in Dave Campbell's Texas football in the write-up. He says, "Uh, Barons is also high on what Joey McGuire is building at Texas Tech and feels comfortable with his players Going to Lubbock. They're good guys who relate to the Texas high school coaches and kids. You saw how quickly they turned things around. Somebody telling me this uh, high school is pronounced sexy. I don't know. I don't know who to believe. Sexy, though, from the texter. Need uh, the 
West Texas High School football scoreboard reader to uh, chime in to see how to pronounce that city name. Texas Tech pitching yesterday, you only needed four pitchers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pitchers used from Stanford. Zane Petty went two and a third. Walked three. Ryan Free came in, walked two, struck out two. Faced nine batters. Two of the runners that scored were unearned. You had one earned run yesterday. Beckel then coming in three innings. No walks, four strikeouts, ten batters faced. Kyle Robinson then absolutely slams the door. No walks, two strikeouts, six batters faced. uh, Into the game on a fly ball to center. Yesterday you start the game with Hudson White at second. A couple of issues there early, so Hudson White gets lifted. Or moved to catcher. Dylan Maxey gets lifted. He also had some issues behind the plate. Austin Green comes in to second base. Tracer Lopez played shortstop. Vuletic in right. Vuletic one for five yesterday with a run. Struck out once, left one on base. Gavin Cash, one for three. An RBI, two walks, two strikeouts. Gage Harrelson, two for five, two RBIs with a walk. Uh, Hester walked. Coleman walked twice. He batted second for the first time this year. Harrelson walked. Bazell had a walk. Cash had two walks. Austin Green had two walks. Uh, That is a very patient hitting lineup. Uh, especially if you can generate walks with the first five batters in your lineup. And then Austin Green batting eighth yesterday because he came in for Maxi, but he'll bat up there as well. If Ty Coleman is the DH moving forward, I, I'm good with that. I do think you need to find some consistency at DH. And I know you're trying to make this defense better because it has not been great. But I don't know that you have a better option right now with some of the injuries than to have Hudson White at catcher, Bazell at third, and Austin Green at second. I would love to see Austin Green DH, Vuletic playing second, but then lineup-wise... You're losing any aspect of Coleman. You're having to find somebody else to play in right field, whether that's Woodcox or Bravo or Tabor Fast, who came in late for Vuletic in right field as a defensive replacement, did not get an at-bat. But I just I don't know how much more tinkering you can do. Obviously, you move the lineup around with the DH batting second. They've been batting eighth or ninth, seventh, way down the lineup. Hudson White has played second, third, and catcher in the last week. Vuletic has played second and right field. Bazell has played third and catcher. 
Austin Green has played second base and DH'd. Gage Harrelson is your center fielder until Dylan Carter gets back. Another month. Are you going to tinker for a month until Dylan Carter comes back? Are you going to have a set rotation, a set lineup until then? Speaking of the rotation, do you trust more bullpen arms on Friday to be able to either lift Girton early or start a guy like Zane Petty for two and a third or Kyle Robinson for two innings, though he has been good out of the pen late, much better than he has as a starter? I think there are too many questions right now unanswered for Texas Tech baseball to feel incredible, but I also think all of these questions are answerable, which is why I'm not freaking out. I do really see the potential in this team if you get placed well in a regional. Now, we'll see how that goes. The first uh, placing from D1 Baseball had you going to Eugene, Oregon as the two-seed. Depending how hot you finished in Big 12 play, you could potentially host, but you're basically going to have to win out to ensure a hosting, and that's just not going to happen. That's not how baseball works. It would be nice to see this team get hot, though. And I think they have the potential. I really do. I really do. But it's also hard to get hot when you're flipping the lineup every single day. But I commend Tim Tadlock for trying to find something defensively and not just sending out the same defense every single night that has mental errors. You're a little bit hamstrung with injuries because of what you're doing in the outfield with Washburn now out as well. I think Washburn was really coming on, and that would have shored up your right field situation, and then Vuletic could have slotted in at second base, and you could have DH'd Green, and I think you would have been fine with that. But now, you're kind of forced to keep Austin Green at second because you need his bat in the lineup, and because no one else has been better at second. Beyond Vuletic and his one game there. But you kind of need him in right field now. All right, we'll take the break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. It's been a Wednesday. I've got a couple of bandwagons. We've got some texts as well. It's the Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Never heard that. Uh, this texter says it's the next town over from me. Sexy. The more you know. 
You learn something new every day. There's like uh, a thousand towns in Texas that nobody knows how to pronounce unless you live there. Like Green, Mejia, Burnett. Bunch of them. Then you get to West Texas and it's Level Land, Brownfield. Really going off the cuff there on those. A couple of bandwagons for you today. I am on the Texas Rangers bandwagon. What a surprise. But I really do think this team is legit. Now, I don't want it to, to seem like I'm trying to get them in the World Series after a 7-4 and four start. They obviously have their flaws. I think they need to find the back end of their bullpen. By the way, Kumar Rocker, another bandwagon I'm on, I hope to see him up this year. There's no reason if Kumar Rocker is pitching as well as he is, he debuted last night or the night before, to a really well, really, really well debut. I, I just, he's old enough. He pitched uh, independent ball last year. He's old enough to not have to spend a bunch of time in the minors. Now, if he's a bullpen guy this year, if you can get him work and then stretch him back out next year, I am okay with that because of his stuff. If he can find that movement, that 17-inch slider or whatever he had there at Vanderbilt again, I think when he got up to spring training, it was just 12 inches. But if he's back at 17 and, and, and you're moving a full plate across, And he's pumping it in at 98. I mean, that, that is a really valuable bullpen arm that you could use this year. And maybe it's just for a stretch run. Maybe it's when the bullpens expand. You don't really get that anymore with how the minor league system's set up because you play, you know, basically to the end of the season now in minor leagues. So you don't have the full month of guys that can just come up and play, but. I would really, really like to see Kumar Rocker this season. And if if uh, some of those other guys, some of those young guys, now you, you finally have Reagans up in the bullpen. You have Taylor Hearn up in the bullpen. These are guys that you expected to be starters over the last couple of years at the major league level. But you're just trying to figure out how to get them into the action here in the major league level because they need to be. That's something I don't think the Texas Rangers have been good at is developing pitching and getting to the, to the majors. Now, you have to use these guys if they're up. But if they're good enough to be great starters in the minors, let them be bullpen arms in the majors. Again, you have to, you have to let them pitch. You can't just let them come up to the, the majors and not let them pitch. But I would love to see. I'm on the bandwagon of bringing up Kumar Rocker sooner rather than later to try to get some at-bats at the major league level. An inning here, an inning there. If he's got uh, long-range potential, if he's the long man, if he's pitching two innings here, two innings there, 
if he's opening for somebody, whatever it is, I would like to see him pitch at the major league level this year. You have to see what you have. You have to. By the way, top of the eighth inning, one out. The Houston Astros now up six to nothing. They have the bases loaded. Uh, looks like they're going to get that series finished off with a win. Uh, they're now five and seven. Have they lost two to Pittsburgh? No, they won. They won game one against Pittsburgh, eight to two. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates had the first, I believe, pair of Korean-born hitters to hit home runs in the same game. The rookie with the walk-off last night, the three-run home run in the ninth inning, Ji Juan Bay. Apparently everyone knew how to pronounce sexy but me, so we'll be better tomorrow. We'll, we'll read up on our Texas towns, high school towns. We'll do some studying overnight. I'll be better tomorrow. All right, Kumar Rocker, you heard it here first, Texas Ranger pitcher this year. Back tomorrow with the Raiderland. We'll start looking ahead to Oklahoma as the Texas Tech baseball team travels to Norman. We'll talk more Texas Tech football as well at spring football in action and hopefully announce some more basketball coaching hires, if we can. Tomorrow on the Raiderland, 11 a.m., I've been Rob Burrow. Be Rob Burrow. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.